0: was a little girl, and she was good, and she was very good, and when she was bad, hey! she was horrible. Welcome to St. Cinema. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently Adam's dying today. <clears throat> Anyways, we're your hosts, <laughs> Reverend Campbell and St. Cameron John. Satanists on Cinema is a film review and commentary series that for decades has been setting up an elaborate home invasion traps or, that, okay I read that wrong <laughs> on the off chance anyone decides to invade so oil up your garden tools add a few nails to the scrap wood and pile and get rid of those annoying kid scissors that can't even cut paper Right? right? because this is our film review of Becky <laughs> <laughs> Becky Becky that's just—I I, imagine—that's how you have to say it. Yeah,
1: um, her screams in this Wah! are so badass.
0: Fucking, I believe oh every second of it. Oh my
1: gosh! Okay, so we're talking about Becky. We're we're gonna give you our full spoiler rundown, but I have to tell you, this just came out on the fifth. So if you haven't seen it, or if you like to be pleasantly surprised by films, don't watch this. Go do something. I don't know. Uh, well, rent it and watch it and then come back and then watch our reaction to it because it's probably going to line up with yours unless you're every other media outlet out there that's reviewed this film and given it crazy bad Uh, reviews but we're going to get into that in a second
0: don't fucking get that ah it's crazy
1: uh behemoth good to see you man way early as usual i think you need a hobby (laughs) just put it out there maybe crocheting or something um crochet metal names well, maybe
0: he's not crochet. maybe he's crocheting while he's waiting. I mean fuck it's
1: actually a really good point. Yeah. It's okay. it's just background right. noise. Good on you, man. Do your thing. Um log line for this film is a teenager's weekend at a lake house with her father takes a turn for the worse when a group of convicts wrecks havoc on their lives. And I think that that is a wildly misleading <laughs> log line.
0: It is severely understated.
1: Because what the setup for the log line, is that the family mm-hmm. as an entirety is the victim, a la strangers, or something like that, right? Uh, home invasion film. Mm-hmm. But this film has so many different layers of connective tissue between the, the primary hero and the primary villain that it's connected with camera work and with story mm-hmm. beats. Mm-hmm. That you, there, this is something different, like, there's some greater there's some greater uh, meaning behind this or some greater uh, storytelling that I'm still trying to parse out and I've seen it twice already. So I don't know that it's, it's not a simple home invasion film. Let me just say no. this is my point.
0: No, um, definitely not. This is not
1: home alone. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want, I want Macaulay Culkin in the day to meet the Becky in the day mm. and <laughs> have them do a home invasion off. Becky would eat his flesh off his bones yeah <laughs> like that's easily. how badass she is uh how's it going jordan oh, i'm glad you loved it well wicked good i'm assuming that's moderately good at least
0: uh, wicked good this fucking wicked good kid no.
1: <laughs> good uh Vasari, good to see you man yeah home alone meets green room green room
0: was yep. not a good one i i'll accept that
1: <laughs> okay so um this was scheduled to its world premiere at the tribeca film festival on april 20th in 2020 of course covid pandemic hit so they had to uh forgo that after it was cancelled Quiver Distribution acquired the rights to the film and set it for a June 5th release which it did release in various theaters that are open and in uh, drive-in theaters Um, and it in the 42 theaters that it was released it's already accumulated $178,186 gotta be specific for whatever reason Um, and again we mentioned it at the very top of the show but IMDb is giving it 5.7 out of 10 stars. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, not bad, 65% fresh. But I think we can do a little bit better than that with uh, what I, this I really film. Get it. Yeah, with, 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 with what it just delivers on a, a horror film, a psychological thriller. I, I mean, it just fires on so many different cylinders at once. It was directed by Jonathan Milat and Carrie Murnion. It was written by Nick Morris, Ruckus Sky, and Lane Sky. It stars Kevin James, the comedic King of Queens guy, Maul, or Paul, Paul Blart, Blart. mall cop Blart. guy, uh, in a very serious role, and I dug it. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin James plays a white supremacist named Dominic, uh, or a Nazi. Uh, Lulu Wilson plays the female hero role. Hero? Arc? I don't know. Uh, Becky, <laughs> the, the 13-year-old girl. Uh, Joel McHale is in this for a little bit (laughs) as Becky's father, Jeff, Amanda Bruegel plays, uh, Becky's father's love interest. We'll say to be mother-in-law and then Robert Millay plays Apex. And I'm only going to name those because the other characters didn't really shine. They were just sort of fodder or
0: atmosphere. Yeah, they weren't completely necessary.
1: Um, do you want to do you want to dive into a sort of a a brief run through of the story beats and then we'll just sort of riff after that or, or how do you want to parse this out?
0: Yeah, it's shit. I mean, this is just, it's a fun one. It starts off great. Hmm. Her, her mom's dead. So that's nice. Uh, they have all these cutscenes of her dying in a hospital of cancer. Yeah. And, had me fucking bawling my eyes out my wife telling me to go to the other room <laughs> so, that's yeah that's so that's that's how the movie starts honestly cameron watch this in the parlor will you <laughs> i can't be bothered with
1: your tears
0: yeah that's that's pretty much what it is not not her being like oh fuck mom stuff's coming up he's gonna cry like, yeah
1: no. toughen up yeah, pussy yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, so yeah, w- that's that's why we find out she's alone with her father traveling. And, well, I guess alone with her father and her two dogs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they arrive at their destination, their their cabin or whatever the fuck it is. And that's when randomly, future stepmom shows up with her kid. And dad's like, "Hey, guess what? We want to get married at some point." Yeah,
1: surprise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, that's the way to spring it on a kid that just (laughs) lost their mom. So we've been internet dating for like a week and we think it's time. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it sets up that it was about a year, but still it's, yeah, yeah. it's a hell of a way to spring that shit. Hmm. Um, and then like it, fuck, I was, I was pretty drunk when I was watching this. Uh, Oh, really? (laughs) Where does it go to? Well, that's when so, that's when we see the the Nazis. People, right, right,
1: right. So yeah. we're led again, like I was mentioning earlier. This there's parallel beats here between mm-hmm. Becky and her experience, and Dominic and his experience. So at the same time that we're learning these things um, through these uh, montage sort of glimpses uh, from Becky's position about you know losing her mom, as you mentioned, and her being you know a really just teenage angry person who would be naturally that way because one, she's a teenager and two, she just lost her mother. And so it's under her impression that her father is selling their cabin. It's like alluded to that um, until they actually get there. And then, so she's just pissed off. She's not in a good place and she's just talking back, being a little bitch. But again, the film is paralleling that angst with Dominic uh, and he's in prison with Apex and they're being transported somewhere else, uh, presumably to a more secure location because the last prison there was a riot that they participated in. It doesn't really flesh that out. doesn't really need to because they break out of uh, the transport vehicle. And then uh, they are just sort of on the road and, and you know pretend to be officers and take this car. And it, it doesn't show explicitly, <laughs> yeah. but it certainly tells you that not only does Dominic murder the the father in this car but there's two kids in the back that apex Mm -hmm. ends up murdering which is rough because they're little kids right and it affects apex and is actually a huge great story beat that's referenced through the character arc of apex which i really appreciated too because it wasn't just this hollow one-dimensional bad guy Mm -hmm. it was actually a human being which was just fantastic um so yeah that's when um Joel McHale is is trying to talk to his daughter and say, "Look, uh, you know, we we need to have a conversation about this." And she storms out. And at the same exact time, Dominic knocks on the cabin door, saying, "Hey, have you seen my lost dog?" <laughs> so that's that's
0: where they. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. Why the fuck did they let him in?
1: <laughs> yeah, especially like, because, do you got a picture of the dog? Like, I'll look. He's, he's like big and huge beard. Looks tough as shit because again, he's a prison Nazi. <laughs> I mean weird.
0: Just That's trust really him. into The Legend of Zelda, might I add. <laughs> that shit, man. Got all these fucking Nazi symbols on his head, and then he's got the Triforce that right That was
1: exactly... Here. <laughs> it was like a
0: Celtic that... Triforce. It was no! Like... It was straight up the Triforce, it but so upside down. <laughs> down. It's bullshit. Fucking Nazis, man. They're taking all the good shit. They are. Damn it's it.
1: Legend of Zelda was great.
0: It is fucking. If you
1: haven't played that game, people, you're missing out. That's an oldie but a goodie, and they've been making new ones. I haven't kept up, but Um, anywho, (laughs) Triforce aside, um, yeah, it 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 reveals throughout the story that the the White supremacist Dominic Dominic, came here to get a key. The key, at some previous time, was discovered and taken by Becky. She is out, you know, on a disgruntled, you know. Sojourn with one of her dogs, and uh, her father and her father's uh, soon to be wife and kid are back at the house. Her father's outside, so he doesn't know that Dominic is let in by his soon to be wife, which I think is a deal breaker in the marriage department. You don't let strange, aggressive looking white men in your home. I think a black woman would know yeah, that she- by now in today's yeah. fucking climate. Weird. What's up, Wiley? And then. Uh, uh, as soon as Joel comes in, it turns directly into a straight up home invasion where he, mm-hmm. he captures them and, uh, the, uh, Apex, he, uh, Dominic tells Apex to take the mother and, and son to go, uh, get the key or something like that, or to take care of him in the back. Dominic ends up letting him go because again, he doesn't want to have to kill another kid. Mm-hmm. And this is the beginning of his character arc. Um, and, and and the discovery that he doesn't follow everything that Dominic says, which is important later on. Um, so the, the mother and the son go running out into the woods. What we didn't understand, and there was no setup for, was that there's also random two hicks in the woods that just happened to also be working with Dominic, which is a weird threaded that they never even alluded to or anything. No, those
0: were the guys on the bus.
1: Were they? Yeah. I missed
0: that. Oh my gosh. I watched it twice too. Holy <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, no, they they were part of the white supremacist group. Okay. And they were just basically sentries on the outside making the sure that, that nothing okay. happened.
1: Okay. So uh anyway, they bring the, the woman back, and that's where Dominic is first led into the idea that Apex may not be a hundred percent with them on all mm-hmm. things. Um, and again, Apex is telling them the whole time, look, man, it's the kids. I don't want to do kids anymore. I don't want to kill Mm -hmm. kids anymore. I can't do that. That's too much. I, it, it broke me the first time. I cannot do it again. And Dominic's like, we must do it for brotherhood because you know, white supremacists are fucking idiots. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So (laughs) they realize that the key is gone. Dominic realizes it. Becky actually snuck in and grabbed a walkie talkie when she saw that her parents were being, or her dad was being held captive by these weirdos. And so, um, he reaches out and uh, says, "Look, we're gonna kill your daughter." Essentially, and uh, we skipped over. So when the mom was leaving, the son had connected with one of the dogs, and uh, one of the white trash asshats ended up mm. killing the fucking dog. Because of, of course it sets up for his character that he's terrified by dogs, which is going to come in later. Why he doesn't, you know, in- invade the the tree house that or the I don't know the cabin hut that um, she goes Becky goes into later, but um. I like how this story, it it sets up really well why Becky is in this moment, in this mm-hmm. troubled moment that I have been in myself, I'm sure everyone has been in, that we can understand that you lose someone, that puts you down a weird path in youth. Um, so you have these options that of, of just turning truly south or you know, just finding a better path and, and through, through processing your emotions. Uh, but also she um, uh, she feels like absolutely alone as a teenager and she just doesn't isn't really connecting with anything. And so she's at this weird psychotic moment of she can either process it and become normal or she turns into this crazy mad girl that, you know, ends up, you know, just being a bad person. Kind of toeing that line. And I like that mm-hmm. they set that up enough for her that she's, loving and caring when she needs to be she truly does love her father but she's just acting out he Mm -hmm. understands that and so he's giving her the the um, leeway that she needs in order to become a healthier young adult after she has processed all this pain and anger um but she's just not given the opportunity for that because this happens yeah Um, and dominic (laughs) is trying to find this key for some reason and they never even reveal why but i don't know i i liked it they didn't explain why
0: Mm -hmm. well the real kicker is too when um, Dominic starts talking about it like it makes you really want to know what the fuck that key opens because he's explaining you know this isn't just for my kind this is for your kind too Mm -hmm. that's like the fuck could be in that box Uh, assuming it's a box
1: yeah I mean it really brought me back to that uh, opening scene in Pulp Fiction where they go get Mm -hmm. the briefcase and it's like this gold hue well you know what's in there right yeah, in, I, I mean, in Pulp I do, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the his instructions soul. on how to use the three shells. What? Yeah. You didn't know that?
1: No, I thought it was uh, um,
0: his soul. the
1: uh, I can't remember his name right now, but the the mob boss's soul.
0: I'm, ju- I'm just talking shit, dude. Okay. The three shells from Demolition Man.
1: I don't know that reference. <laughs> you? Oh, yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that was a, a wild reference. I got to watch that again.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Sylvester
1: Stallone, right?
0: Yeah, and Wesley Snipes. Or no, is it Stallone? Yeah. I think it's yeah, Stallone, Stallone it? and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. It's what are those shells
1: for? Yeah, yeah, I remember. They have sex without touching. It's like some I mean, mental connection or something. It's called being married. Yeah, I remember that. All right. Thank you for the the complete <laughs> deviation from <It's> what, <laughs> what I'm here for. Talking about uh Anyway, I, I didn't even mind like I want to know clearly, and it mm-hmm. sort of sets it up that there could be a second one if this, you know, has a good enough response, which doesn't seem to be the case. Which is so funny. Yeah. But even if it was never meant to explain it, and there was mm-hmm. never meant to be a second one. I don't care because I, I like the idea that mm-hmm. she latched onto that in the end. That was the oh, most yeah. important thing. And and the fact that there's something out there that She's lost everything, and we'll get into that in a second. Okay, Mm -hmm. so as Dominic is trying to convince her to bring the key back, he tortures uh, uh, her dad, Jeff, Joel McHale, and um, Joel McHale is given an opportunity to tell her to you know give the key up so we can all get out here alive, knowing they're not going to get out alive, and so he does Mm -hmm. what any human being would do and says, run, save yourself, go tell the police or something, but get out. Um, And then, of course, that makes uh, the torture... Be prolonged and ultimately he does what is just a badass and sort of back headbutts apex kicks over tubby fucking dominic and just gets up and starts running um at the same time that becky is coming up at him. he's like i love you please go don't stay here get out tell the police run and he's shot by dominic so She has nothing. She doesn't have a mother. She doesn't have a father. She's all alone. There's only two other human beings that she has any tangential connection to Mm -hmm. in this area at all. And she's not even sure that she really cares that much about them. All she knows is that she wants revenge (laughs) at this point. Yeah. All the teenager angst. All the pain from losing her mother. And now her father is boiling up to the surface. And it's time for revenge. And this is where... like. Female revenge flicks I've always loved because mm-hmm. it, it's an empowerment issue where, you know, a lot of horror movies, it's all just about, and not to be fair, I think horror is probably one of the genres that empowers women more than any other genre. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get a lot of this anecdotal, you know, women are victims or they need to be saved mentality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And horror kind of spins that and says, no, 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 women are going to be the ones that they're the heroes. They're the bad guys. Like yeah, they beat up the bad guys. Um, this, it sets that up in, into this wonderful um, empowerment moment, but it also gives you the twist that she's not quite right, and this is making it worse. So it's not like <laughs> yeah. a, um, a Nightmare on Elm Street where she you know, turns her back on Freddy and saves the day, and she's fine and moves on till number two. Um, it's actually like, no, she's, she's being corrupted actively, and mm-hmm. she knows she's being corrupted, but she's doing it anyway because revenge feels good. And as a Satanist, I love that notion. Absolutely. She just dives into it. It's so fucking good. Um, okay. So I'm sorry. Do you want to, do you want to pick it up from there?
0: So, I mean, that's when she gets wacky. Uh, she, Oh fuck. Let's see right after that, is that when she starts setting up the traps,
1: well, this is uh, where she goes to the cabin and the guy is chasing her and he almost goes in the cabin, but the dog is
0: there. Oh, yeah, so he's yeah. trying
1: to make a deal with her
0: yeah yeah and then oh my god and that that's shit so that's good. where her full corruption like that's where it happens yeah she decides to climb out the top and be like oh yeah i got gotcha. you and then wasn't it she threw the key yeah well she threw a coin or she yeah she he threw thought something it was a
1: key so that she could set up the zip yeah. line down to attack yes, the zip line and then that stabs low. the
0: shit out of him with a. <laughs> bunch of pencils with colored pencils it's
1: so good <laughs> i just love ruler. that she
0: duct tapes them together it's just like <laughs> just fucking goes town, stabbing him to death and then sticks a broken ruler through his throat it was so so good good <laughs> so good it's like they, man zip lines are awesome
1: <laughs> horror movies in general are really good with exploitative violence mm-hmm. um this one i mean it it's it's excessive but it's understandable but it doesn't mm-hmm. pull any punches and it's a little bit excessive but in a good way i mean i think mm-hmm. i thought this film from the early setup the parallel of the two characters the music we haven't even talked about holy fuck um fuck. everything about this film is like firing on all cylinders it's mm-hmm. so goddamn good it was so good i was telling you before this um i had to stop at it a couple times and just look over my wife and and just like rationalize like this is really good right like holy shit she's like my heart is pumping i can't believe i'm i'm so i'm so like excited watching this like it made her nervous and a little bit on edge and it like that's what you want up in horror films i just i don't understand how see, it's my wife kept threatening
0: things. to turn it off she's like i swear to god if that other dog dies i'm turning this shit off and you can watch it when i'm in bed see and i know i know like that that concept
1: Bothers you? I thought hmm. it made sense in this context, though. Like it, it uh, paid off.
0: It wasn't necessary. I mean, you okay. It was you explaining that, yes, the dude was terrified of dogs. I get it now. I still, I don't know. I, I fucking don't like it. I liked it because if there were two dogs,
1: um clearly those dogs together would mm-hmm. have taken any one of them, and so oh, yeah. they I had mean, to sort of eliminate the true. immediate threat of that. I, and gigantic so yeah. um, I mean it makes sense um, and so normally just any you know anytime you see like we were talking about Wretched there's no reason to kill a dog uh, in this I thought at least it made sense you know yeah, it, no, it, it, it set up sense. a story beat later on which ended up being really important and, and enabled a 13 year old to get the jump on a grown ass man so I, I dug that aspect of it but yeah when she started turning bad and she started setting up her little sets her little torture so <laughs> sets all uh you know home alone um well outdoors cool and murderous home alone <laughs> um i i just i thought it was so great because it, it didn't go the full um oh what is that what is that uh female revenge flick where she's raped in the woods and then she goes after all of her spit on your grave yeah i sp- it, it doesn't go yeah. that far because that's like fucking out there. This is realistic to what a 13-year-old could do. And I like that. Because it, not only in the confrontations did it show the vulnerability of her size and maturity level. Mm-hmm. A grown-ass man being hit can only be hit so many times before he's like, fuck it, and just lays her down.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: And it, they do that. And and, and yeah, I there's... really appreciate that. She's not a superhero. She's a 13-year-old kid.
0: Yeah, I, I was definitely pretty glad that they treated her as such. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeing her get her ass knocked down, it's like, "Oh, of course that's going to happen." Mm. He's like three times her size. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan,
1: lucky people can't swim.
0: I I'm always surprised when I run across someone who's like,
1: "No, I can't swim," but they do exist. Like
0: <laughs> No, no, I, I I I know of some.
1: Yeah. So, uh that I can forgive, you know, because it's not like they were living out there already. They were convicts, Mm -hmm. and they were traveling there to get something. The MacGuffin was the key the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I totally got that. And I liked that. It brought me right back to Faces of Death 4, where that girl gets run over by the motorboat, except she just stayed on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that was so good. I'm so pleasantly surprised by this film. because I I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, that looks like it could be entertaining. Let's watch Mm -hmm. this. And then it just blew me the fuck away. Like, I just love it so much. Um, Okay, so the story beats. uh, She kills the first one with the ruler and the colored pencils. Mm -hmm. She goes after the second hillbilly, um, luring him to the docks, uh, hits him with a few of the wooden uh, nail spikes in the head and in the side and stuff, and then he falls over, starts drowning. She takes the boat over and merges him with the boat (laughs) propeller. Um, The third one was Apex, where Apex Mm. came up on her right after that. The dog finally got out of the clubhouse and started charging, and Apex just straight up cold-cocked.
0: Fuck, (laughs) that was rough. That thud sound was just... It's like...
1: (gasps) He's dead. Oh, my God. killed him. So Apex is 6 feet 10 inches. He's a massive human
0: being. He's a fucking brick wall. Yeah, and so it was
1: completely (laughs) understandable that... Mm -hmm that could actually happen. Like uh, He's a monster of a human, so I bought it. I was just like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh! And then you get to see this side of of, um, Apex. It's just like, look, I'm done. I I Mm -hmm. can't kill you. I'm not going to take orders from him. I don't care what he wants anymore. I'm going to leave, and I'm hoping that you leave too, because he's seeing Mm -hmm. everything that she's done. And he's like, look, this is a turning point for you. If you don't come with me, or at least just walk away, you're going to turn into us. (laughs) And I don't want you to do that, you know? And this is the subtext of him. Yeah. Um, And I love that. I, I thought that was such a great point where, look, you've got revenge. You've killed some people. Just walk away while you can still be a human. You're going down a path that leads to not being a human anymore. I've been there. I know. I'm choosing to walk away. Please walk away. And then she just goes to her dog who ends up start waking up. And he walks away like, okay, well, I can't help you. I can only help me. Uh, I thought it just it it created this character that is this intimidating monster and then turns into a human and I Mm -hmm. I thought that was so beautiful and also story beat wise it's the only way that she can end up alive in the end so Mm -hmm.
0: definitely yeah
1: Um, anyway then there's only Dominic left right everyone else has been murdered Mm -hmm. or abandoned uh, Dominic and so he's telling that the the would be wife look you need to fuck uh, Kayla you need to tell becky to come here or we're going to you know i'm gonna i'm gonna torture you and she's like he's not gonna listen to me she doesn't even like me she's not gonna hear anything i have to say you fucked it up you killed her dad good luck like she is an angry teenager obviously and he's just like oh shit
0: yeah that show's so funny (laughs)
1: um i just got a weird what the fuck I just got... An, okay, I'm sorry. This is totally out of context for everything. I just got an email saying that Might is Right Part 1 is live right now. Oh, well, that's cool. That that video that I recorded live forever yeah. ago?
0: <laughs> Weird! All
1: right. Some stuff cool. is happening. All right.
0: I mean, I guess you guys can tune into that next. Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, so...
1: Ultimately, she faces off with Dominic, and uh, she, she's such a wicked, fucking mean, crazy she bitch. Fucks him she up. fills a super soaker with gasoline, standing on the other side of an inferno version of their fire pit that they were <laughs> going to later be doing s'mores on. So it's set up as a, a prop, um, and then he's like, "Look." I don't want to hurt you. I can help mold you into a better version. You mm-hmm. can be my, you know, be a part of, of what I'm doing here. Clearly you are going down that path. Let me help refine you. Let me, let me help you. And he, she's like, you may not want to hurt me, but I really want to hurt
0: you. <laughs> so fucking good. And
1: sprays him right through the fire. So it lights his ass on fire and he's fucking stop dropping and rolling. <laughs> trying to get it out. Um, ultimately he gets her down and he's ready to murder her and that's where apex comes back uh stops him uh mm-hmm. and then uh ultimately she runs over grabs like a, a four by four with like a, a lawnmower attached to the back end and runs right over dominic so fucking, fucking his head completely up and they do a good three <laughs> count look at
0: it which is wonderful it was beautiful that was yeah. that that made up for the eyeball gag He's,
1: oh we didn't even talk about the fucking eyeball. Oh!
0: I didn't like it. That That's why oh. I was fine glossing over it. Oh, really?
1: I thought <laughs> yeah, that was, was so glorious.
0: It was so cheesy. Oh, really? Yeah, it just it didn't look... It's uh, not
1: like she didn't mean to pull his eye out.
0: She was just no, trying no, I to know. defend herself. I'm just saying it didn't look like an eyeball.
1: Oh, okay. I love... There's this really great beat where... Um, so after, after Dominic shoots Jeff, right in front of Becky, and he runs up on Becky and grabs her. She grabs the key, shoves it in his eye in order to get away. Well, that ended up popping his eye out, and so he's running in the house screaming, like, Oh, my gosh, I can't see! I can't see! And then Apex tells him, Look, it's all mangled. You're not going to be able to get that back in your head. It's gone. And so he tells one of the other guys to just cut the ice stalk that's holding the eyeball into his head off, and the dude pulls out kid scissors! (laughs) (laughs) And he's like... Just try, if you've ever tried to cut paper with these things, it's impossible. You're not going to be able to <laughs> cut meat with these things. No, definitely not. And Dominic's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? God damn it! And takes up Butcher's knife, lays it on the ground, and just cuts it off himself. I thought that was
0: great. I mean, the moment was great. I just, I didn't like the look of the eye.
1: Yeah, I have with the eyeball. That's great. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, but that's, you know, that... It's weird because there are, like, these weird tones of this is a... We're taking this situation seriously. And then every once in a while, there's this little hint of whimsy. It's Mm -hmm. not very often. And, in fact, I think that's maybe the only part that's a little whimsical. If I'm... If I'm trying to think about it. I didn't prep for this.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I think
1: maybe that's it. Um, But, yeah, it it definitely broke the tone a little bit because of the absurdness of it. Like, Mm -hmm. how stupid is this guy, really? He's going to try to cut with those scissors? um uh, yeah. but you know he, he's panicked he doesn't know he just sees something that looks like scissors grabs it whatever i don't care um anyway so she ends up killing dominic and then as soon as apex is like look um he's like trying to explain to, i can't remember what he's trying to explain to her like he helped her and then he's like uh you know together we can get out of here or something mm-hmm. and she doesn't even let him finish she just puts <laughs> no, a round just,
0: right in his face it's so good the best it, you totally expect it. You know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen, but then it happens, and you're like, oh yeah, it was just like
1: wah, like I jumped. I was just like, Holy shit, this actually fucks. She's yeah. because this whole time her her dad is trying to help her process, she loses the process prop, so she can't process anything. Now she's just in reaction mode and she's going down this dark path. Apex is trying to pull her back. She has clearly gone too far to turn around at this point because she has nothing left. And now, at the very end, she is fully formed into the very monster that had originally invaded her home that we started with. She's no longer the kid with the opportunity of redemption. She's the parallel screenshot that is Dominic. She Mm -hmm. And and now, obsessed, just like he was, with that key at the very end. I thought it was so brilliant. And they did so many wonderful camera panning angles between Dominic and her when they were on the the Mm walkie-talkie.
0: They just
1: it kept getting closer and closer with the two of them as it panned and the camera work was so great the way they did the cuts um Mm -hmm. bouncing between her narrative and dominic's narrative so that in the end when they finally meet up together she ends up being the sole survivor and the sole one to take both storylines forward i just thought it was so brilliant it was so Mm -hmm. beautiful and for people not to get that and to shit on it that's why that's why angels
0: cry yeah <laughs> pretty fucking much and just yeah the camera work alone like a lot of this stuff through the woods like it was like dancing mm. it was just gorgeous it was perfect like ah. so yeah I really don't understand how people shit all over this movie how did you take the synth music because this is
1: a trend you know we saw it a little mm-hmm. bit in the wretched it started with Mandy in my opinion but it's sort of been taken off by like uh, started pel- with
0: Mandy well like stranger things
1: well, yeah. I mean, Stranger Things, that's then what Thor brought it Ragnarok, back. then Mandy, mm-hmm. then Color Out of Shape. Is it Color Out of Shape?
0: Uh, Color Out of Space.
1: Color Out of Space. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a trend that's been going on for a little mm-hmm. while now. Um, this didn't lean so heavily into it, but it certainly had aspects. But it also mm-hmm. had more ambient, like screaming. And like the music in this is very interesting.
0: It was very subtle, which, which is weird because typically, you know, with the really horror or really heavy you know synth pop uh scores it it's so out front so in your face and they did keep it back a little bit with this so it's uh, if you would have told me it had a synth score i wouldn't have understood why and then watching it it's like oh no that totally it it totally worked
1: yeah i was I mean, yeah, that was one of the things that was like sort of striking me every time is in these mm-hmm. tense moments. The music is just right there making it more tense. And I didn't even notice because it's it is subtle in its mm-hmm. delivery. In some cases, sometimes it's literally like screaming and stuff. Oh, yeah. You don't know yeah. if it's characters or if it's the ambient music or what, but it all works together so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. It all adds up to why the fuck did not people like this? <laughs> I just don't get it.
0: Yeah. No, Doesn't there's sense. It's, it's such a good show. Like I have seen a handful of new horror movies that came out this year yeah. and this is probably my favorite. Yeah. I think Color Out Space came out this year or was that last year? I th- that was this year. I don't
1: fucking Yeah, Color Out Space I was I this
0: year earlier this year. So I That was I'd, really good. I'd put it as probably my second favorite movie yeah. that's come out this
1: year Uh so some of the story beats, what were your what were your favorite story beats? Or scenes or whatever.
0: God, I don't know. I like honestly, I, I really enjoyed most of it, and just uh, the one thing I, I really liked was it was almost like when something really bad was happening, she would have the flashback to the times with her mom. Mm-hmm. And you get the awful with the awful, but it's also happy and shit. And it just added so much to that character that I don't think if we had that, she would be as good of a character. I mean she yeah. was good. She was badass and I was fucking cool in and of itself, but it just added another layer to her. So I'd really say the the scenes that built her up, mm-hmm. uh, probably some of my favorite stuff. Aside from the obvious of like the gore and the killing. Like that shit was hilarious. Yeah.
1: I'm right with you there. That that was my literally my favorite part of the film is is that they they did what no horror film ever does and they spent time explaining the thought the and not in a direct way, but, you know, a tangential way. It, it showed these flashbacks and her in this happy state, um, just being there for her mother. It took the time to explain why she's in this terrible mental place. Mm-hmm. And that is so important moving forward to know why she couldn't get back out once her dad was killed. Like, you don't, if you don't have someone for support, you cannot get out on your own. Especially when you're thrown into this weird chaotic experience that she was thrown into. Like she she is a a victim of circumstance, not necessarily of choice. And Mm -hmm. that's what I loved about because it did on the surface set it up as no, she is cognitively making these choices. But if you understand trauma, then you know that she's not completely there. And that she is just reacting from the lens of trauma. And Mm -hmm. I I thought it was so goddamn beautiful that they took the time that no one ever does. And you know, here's what pisses me off also about the goddamn reviews. Is that if they didn't show those, that would have been the reason why people gave it a bad review. Oh, we didn't understand why she went down this bad path. They never mm-hmm. spent the time to explain it. But now they spend the time to explain it, and people are like, oh, I just
0: wasn't fully there. I don't understand. See, okay, and here's the thing that pisses me off. Whoa, apparently my camera is going to flash too. It's angry as Just the fucking scene with her singing to her mom with the goddamn mm-hmm. ukulele how the fuck are you gonna shit on a movie like that like that was a strong part i was a man? mess when that scene popped up that's is so good
1: god fucking people are stupid and and what i loved is the callback of that this, there's a lot of rhyming in this film the mm-hmm. the rhyming callback of that was when she fully lost it And she was calling Dominic to the fire pit space where she was waiting for him. Mm -hmm. I loved that so much. Is that this was the moment that uh, the memory that has turned me into this villain? And this is the call that I'm going to cement that villainous behavior Mm -hmm. with. Like, I I thought that was so beautiful that they would take uh, this this moment that was truly poetic and just like, she's just innocently singing her favorite song to her mom in the last days of her mom's life. And it's this moment of happiness and joy for her. And then she's so twisted that she uses that moment of happiness and joy for murder, <laughs> for revenge. <laughs> yeah, <so> like, good. <laughs> oh my gosh, who does that? Who writes that? I just thought it was so beautiful. There's so Mm -hmm. many layers to this film that people are never going to get the opportunity to see because it never got a wide wide release. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's digital on demand and there's so many films that are being released that it's just going to be lost in the flood of other on-demand films. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: but it's also a genre movie and everybody knows that opening weekend for genre movies means dick because it's... uh, this is going to gain cult status. There's no way in hell it's not going it's to. Goddamn. It's there's everything right about the horror genre is in this movie.
1: Hmm.
0: So I yeah. I don't think it's going to fail.
1: Um, I'm I'm looking through my notes to see what else. What are the beats? What was your least favorite?
0: The eyeball scene. <laughs> but A it, little like, too seriously. campy. That took me out. I mean, of course, you know, seeing the dog get shot. Like, that shit pissed me off yeah. actually seeing the bullet. You don't need to show me that. But, no, the fucking eyeball, just something about that, like, it just, it bugged the fuck out of me. Took mm-hmm. me out of it. Because it looked so horribly fake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the worst part for me, and I'm going to extrapolate this to a new question, is Kevin James's moment when he realizes that Apex Dominic's moment, played by Kevin James. Um, so, Ke- if you guys don't know, Kevin James is a comedian, and he's like mm-hmm. a slapstick comedian. He's he's not he's not a deep actor up until this point. I've never mm-hmm. seen anything serious he's ever done. It's always sort of goofy, slapsticky, juvenile humor. Um, even his series, the the TV series that he's he's starred in, they're all sort of slapsticky and you know like mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa 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 I'm a stupid man type thing. And so I've never taken him seriously, and I've never really liked anything that he's actually done. Um, Really? Yeah, I've never looked at him and been like, that's a good comedic actor. I've always been like, eh, that's that guy. When you see a film like this, where a total slapstick comedian turns 180 into a badass fucking white supremacist murderer and pulls it off, I, I mean, that's some chops. that that I give mad respect to him for, for taking that on because it is a huge, mm-hmm. huge shift for him as a, a character actor. That being said, there was a scene between him and Apex where he was trying to get Apex to shoot him because he couldn't live if Apex was not going to be his boy, his man, mm-hmm. you know, his son, as he refers to him. Um, and a little bit of the of the goofy Kevin James came out in his tone, not the delivery, just his tone. And that was enough for me to go, Oh, I I was just pulled out. Like just that tiny, slight little voice. If he just would have had a gruffer voice or something, but that, that sort of Kevin James voice came through a little too much. And that's, that was my least favorite part is that it, it pulled me out a little bit. Like after seeing this, if he just spent a little bit more time in the dramatic roles, he could be a great actor, like a like a real mm-hmm. actor actor, not a comedy actor who I'm not trying to slight at all. Um, but you know, you have people like Robin Williams, who is slapstick as it gets, but he can pull a drama. like he mm-hmm. in his day, you know when he was, did he, was dark with us, he did some insanely dark stuff because that's, you know comedians are super dark people anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you know comedy and 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 drama are, are hand in hand but he pulled it off so well. So it can be done. You know, I mean, he was of course, exceptional in, in nearly every performance way. Uh, so we can't have everyone, you know, be like him, but I, I think Kevin James has some chops that he hasn't quite tapped into yet.
0: Um, yeah, I, I really think if he kept up with like more of the villain roles, Mm -hmm. people would just completely accept it and forget about King of Queens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I just thought he did such a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, now I can't remember what I was going to ask you about, Kevin. <laughs> there was something I was going to say about... Oh, fuck. I can't remember now. Oh, well. Um, Alright, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on with this thing?
0: Uh, I'm trying to think... Oh, wait, I got something. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh,
1: so when she is running, she's, like setting up, she's already murdered a number of people. She's going back to get Dominic. She runs back to the cabin. She runs across her father's corpse. And she leans down and she's like... God like it, this this hit me hard Yeah, she's talking to her dad and she's like um say hi to mom for me and i was just like oh
0: yeah that, that <laughs> was oh oh
1: like that's the saddest fucking moment in my goddamn life like i i can't handle it like, all I all i can do is is like in that moment reflect on my father who's dead and then what if my mom died and like fuck like it just tore me down oh my gosh
0: yeah that was that was brutal they definitely did real fucking well pulling on the heartstrings in this movie
1: unexpectedly too i
0: don't Mm. get that yeah that's the thing like they didn't it wasn't like force-fed to you it wasn't Mm -hmm. like oh you're gonna cry you're gonna feel it was it, it added to the story it wasn't just there just to fucking be assholes yeah Oh,
1: God damn, this is so good. Was
0: there anything else you wanted to do, talk about? No, I cover? think that pretty much covered it. I, I had some notes somewhere, but I don't know where the fuck I put them. All right. Just um, all around, great fucking movie.
1: Yeah. So we've already said what the reviewers, what the the professionals have given. Yeah, it. What's your banana sticker review? What do you got?
0: I give it 3.5. Um, It'd be a solid four, but they killed a dog. Yep. And that's just how the cookie crumbles. You kill an animal, I take away half the dinner. Motherfuckers, the hell of (laughs) a price. I did three and a
1: half as well. Um, I wanted to give it four, but again, I was pulled out a little bit due to Kevin James's (laughs) uh, delivery. I I thought he was really good. Like he he blew me away with how good he was because I didn't Mm -hmm. expect him to be good
0: at all. Yeah, and there's. A lot tougher than I thought he was going to be. Yeah,
1: there's other actors who have done these really like hardcore serious roles, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example. He's an action hero mm-hmm. um, by film, and so and those are all you know straight down the line, very serious and stuff. But as soon as I saw him in, um, what was the one where his daughter was a zombie? Um, I want to say it's Mandy, but it's not Mandy. It's um, it's just the girl's name, but I can't remember. It's a horror film that he stars uh-huh. in. And his daughter, who is sure. a great actress, and I can't remember her name at this moment, but she is turning into a zombie. And so he, as his father, is trying to take care of his daughter, knowing what she's turning into, because this is a virus that has afflicted mm-hmm. everyone, and it has also killed their mother, I, I believe. Um, it's a great one. I, I talked about it in Nine Cents with um, Aaron Latto back in the day. But he, Arnold yeah, cool. Schwarzenegger, cool. brings a fucking role... a. a, a a performance that is beyond comparison. I've never seen anything like that from him. And it was so good. Um, no, it wasn't less than Maggie. Thank you. Vasiri. Oh my gosh. It was so good. I love that film so much because he did to, such a good I'll job. It wasn't that even him anymore. You know, it wasn't the action hero him. And so my point of, of bringing that up is that I love it when actors break out of the confines that they have formulated around themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, He, uh, Kevin James is a a goofy comedian, and now he's a serious fucking murderer. (laughs) You know, and he did so good. He did. I can't wait to see what he does next. And let's let's not stop this really quick until we give a shout out to Lulu Wilson for playing Becky.
0: Jesus Christ, she
1: is so good. So good. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't think anybody else could have done that role as mm -hmm. well. Like, I can't think of a, a single child actor out there right now that could have fucking pulled that off
1: no yeah i agree 100 percent. and then i looked at her uh, imdb page and i was blown away why how other how many other horror films that she's been mm-hmm. in and some great series house uh, the haunted hill
0: uh house on haunted hill house on haunted hill
1: or yeah. haunting of hill House, haunting of
0: hill house there we go <laughs> uh the netflix series. yeah no she she totally uh acted counter of uh uh <laughs> yeah. vincent price somehow yeah. she
1: was the skeleton <laughs> at the end um, no, I mean it was she. She's great. It, of course, she's great. She's great because she has so many goddamn roles in so many goddamn movies. She was in Annabelle Creation, mm. which was fucking great.
0: Fucking fantastic. Wait, was that
1: the second Annabelle prequel? That was the second Annabelle. Okay, yeah, that was the good one. So yeah. I mean, she's just a great actress, and she mm-hmm. just pays it off in this. And just a quick shout out to Joel McHale, who also is a comedic actor, and I think he's done a couple serious roles before. Mm. I bought him. I bought him as the dad who was trying to help his daughter. And yeah,
0: I just. Yeah, definitely.
1: It's weird because this, and this is a note that I, I, I hadn't talked about yet. And Let me get these bananas out of our fucking faces here before I start eating one. I'm taking points away just because I'm hungry. Um, this film made me relate on multiple levels, right? So the, the angry teenager who lost someone, um, of course, you relate to that. The dad who is dealing with an angry teenager. I connected with that wholeheartedly and I completely understood it and I bought into it 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to, to be able to connect with both sides at once was something that I've never experienced in a film before. Usually you take a side and you just run with mm-hmm. the side. Um, I thought it was so well done that it, it was so honest in its portrayal.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like we're blowing it up a little bit too much, but it was very no, rude, just like Jordan I saying.
0: don't think so mm-hmm. at all. Like, this was a fantastic fucking yeah. film.
1: Yeah, and he's saying the scream, her scream. Shit. Oh man!
0: Dude, just everything about her performance. Ah!
1: It's so good. Oh, she is such a great actress.
0: The one, um, the one little thing that I was thinking about, or that I forgot about, that uh-huh. just made me giggle, was the yellow laces. Like she's mm-hmm. killing Nazis, and she's sporting yellow laces on her boots. It's like that's that's the kind of shit that unless you grew up with that kind of shit. Like you're not gonna understand why that's so funny.
1: So I don't understand oh. all the laces.
0: Oh, okay. So yellow laces, um, basically, yellow laces on boots. It's meant for Nazi faces. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So you wear yellow laces. It means you're gonna fuck up Nazis if you see one. Yeah. So. It was and just then Nazis the Nazis
1: would do, um, white or red. Red and white. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, there it goes. I love... Th- whoever wrote this, these... Not whoever, but uh, Nick Morris, <laughs> Ruckus, yes. and Lane whoever Sky. who these mysterious people are. Uh, they, they took time with this. And they yeah. knew what they were doing. And this, I think, would have killed at the Tribeca Film Festival. Would have fucking murdered there. Uh, and unfortunately, now it's only being delivered in this VOD. Where you've got out-of-context fucking people who may not even be fans of the genre watching Mm. it and giving it shitty reviews because they don't fucking understand the film well
0: and the thing is too like i guarantee most of these people got screeners so they've got their little watermarked shit copy of it that they're watching on their cell phone while they're picking their nose and playing video games or some shit not even actually watching it this is the kind of thing like you need to be in front of a big screen to fucking appreciate yeah
1: 100
0: percent um
1: it's definitely worth the price of admission. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. six and a half bucks or something like that to rent. Um, I think. Something like that.
0: Whatever. Yeah, it's like six bucks to rent, yeah. ten to buy.
1: It's totally I worth it.
0: Fucked, I should have just bought it.
1: Yeah, me too. Because this is... Uh, I've already watched it twice, and I would totally watch it again. So mm-hmm. there would have been more than I just, enough.
0: I just really fucking hope there's actual special features when they do a physical release. Oh, yeah. Because I would love to see just all the practical shit that they did
1: the special effects department did a
0: great job
1: mm-hmm. i and this is something that i don't think enough people think about is is the practical effects the the special effects departments of these uh films whether it's an action film or a horror film or fuck mm-hmm. even a drama in some cases these are professionals that have studied their whole lives to do this mm-hmm. stuff and when you believe it when you're watching it it's because they're that good Mm-hmm. And and this film, like, everything from the, the goofy eyeball to the head being mowed off halfway. <laughs>
0: so it was... Or
1: the fucking boat being, you know, tearing up the guy's intestines. Oh. I believed it all. It was... I was in 100%. It was so well executed. Mm-hmm. They did such a good job. So fucking props to the department, the FX department. They Definitely. great. I just loved it so much. I want to keep talking about this, but I think we're at the end. So... <laughs>
0: thanks, <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks for, thank you becky i love you
0: so fucking good okay I, I i really hope she i mean of course she's a great actor and all that shit but i really hope she sticks with high uh high budget uh genre films yeah like she's gonna become the new heather Langenkamp. i can easily see that shit
1: oh man well, I hope she has a, a brilliant career ahead of her because she's great. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in live to these. Uh, I hope we didn't spoil anything for you if you were looking for it not to be spoiled. But why'd you I'm watch this shit?
0: If, if you haven't watched it yet,
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely check this out. It's definitely worth the price, like mm-hmm. for sure. And if you don't like it, well, tough—you have bad taste. It's that. Simple. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, of course it's always great chatting with you man <laughs> thank you so much for coming on here and, oh, and helping nice keep this thing it. alive because <laughs> i think it's fucking great we were going to do in the mouth of madness mm-hmm. but then we saw this and we we're like no we got to do this so yeah
0: yeah no this this was very important maybe maybe we'll
1: do in the mouth of madness unless something else props up and and blows our minds uh, who at knows? some point
0: we'll do in the mouth of madness yeah
1: we'll have to all right well, uh, until that time, you can always subscribe to this YouTube channel if you like what we're doing. Uh, you know, Like and share the video if you appreciate this review. But also sign up to the email list because that's going to let you know what we're going to be talking about next, what film we're going to be reviewing, or what type of shows are going to be propping up on the channel at some future date, whatever that date may be, even though we've already said that these are every Mondays.
0: Yeah, whatever. It's still a mystery. Yeah. You don't know.
1: You yeah, don't know shit. Up.
0: We might go on a minute or two early. You don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And you're not going to know unless you're fucking subscribed or shit. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Click that little bell because it rings, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this after the fact, the audio podcast forum, there is an audio podcast of this the day later. Um, Well, you're missing the live chat. So, haha, you suck. But other than that, just look up, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Give me a rating and review if you are listening via audio podcast. If you're not, go wherever you get podcasts and search Reverend Campbell. You're going to find it there. Thank you all so much again, and until next week, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bananas! Bananas! I love that fucking hat, too. Like, She's that so that cute. was the best part. Like, her transformation was, alright, I'm taking this top shirt off and mm-hmm. fucking putting this hat on, I'm gonna fuck shit up.
1: Yeah, and then when the hat gets knocked off with Apex, and she has that moment of, are you going to be redeemed, or are you going to go back? She just puts the hat right back on and so is cementing. No, this this means that I'm in the zone.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's her showing her animal side.